0: We decide.
1: Well, we should make it a topic. (laughs) Unfortunately, I didn't take German in school. I barely took, I took Spanish and I don't remember any of it.
0: Three Fates Decide Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Three Fates Decide. My name is Sam, and I'm here with my two co-hosts, Liz and Mary. Say hello, guys.
1: Hello. Hello.
0: And today we're going to be talking about something that has uh, affected everybody in the entire world over the last year and three months or so, uh, or actually even longer, depending on what part of the world you're from, Um, but in the United States that you're in three months about. And that is the global pandemic known as coronavirus or COVID-19. Um, and, uh, you know, so we're going to talk about how it affected everybody and, and all the, the fun stuff that I'm sure everyone would like to get off their chest as, as well. Cause it's been it's been a crazy year. It has definitely been. A crazy, something that I don't think anyone is ever going to forget. And that we'll tell the kids back, you know, years from now when they ask us, you know, when they learn about it in their history books
2: yeah yeah i mean i don't even want to think about it
0: (laughs) (laughs) i thought 9-11 was going to be like the thing to talk to kids about and now it's like oh well we got 9-11 we got an idiot Uh, yeah Uh, yeah it's just i just you know what just skip those years (laughs) Let's just skip the two thousands in history.
1: I mean, that would be nice, but uh, but we do that, the history will repeat itself, and that's, no, that's not true. a good thing either. And
2: yeah, that is true. I mean, people forgot about the nineteen eighteen flu pandemic. um I actually did lose a couple of relatives. They died pretty early on in the pandemic. Actually, um, it was my aunt and one of my cousins. Um, actually they were mother and daughter and um last time i had seen either one of them was like well i i last saw my aunt back in uh 2018 um that was my parents like 50th wedding anniversary and it was january and she is from originally from new orleans so you have to imagine that coming up from New Orleans into New York in freaking January is like a huge thing for her, especially at her age at the time. Um, but she wanted to come because um, actually she never went to my parents' wedding uh, back in Hong Kong because by the time my parents got married, she was already living in New Orleans with you know, her five kids and her husband and constantly busy working. And of course, back in the 60s, direct flights from anywhere in the U.S. to Hong Kong, much less New Orleans is, like, non-existent pretty much and would be very expensive, you know, for the plane ticket. So she never went. So her coming up for the anniversary party was kind of, like, her way of, you know, participating in in all that. Um, And then her daughter, I hadn't seen uh since again i think it was i forget if it was 2018 or 2019 but she and her husband actually came up to new york uh coincidentally it was around my mom's birthday actually um they came up because they were going on a cruise and the boat was leaving from new york so they decided to come up like a couple days early to visit with us before they got on their boat and that was like the last time i saw her So what happened was um, obviously we don't know who infected who or who or how they caught it, but, you know, they both caught it. Um, My aunt had already signed a do not resuscitate, you know, form many years ago. So when she had to go to the hospital, they just gave her like a basic oxygen tank and like whatever medication to keep her comfortable. And that was that um meanwhile her daughter actually was at home her her husband um has a background as a pharmacist so he tried his best to you know give her over-the-counter stuff to help with the symptoms but then she started getting the breathing problems which is when most people would typically end up going to the hospital um she was there for several days and eventually she passed away because um she developed like heart issues from the virus and um in a kind of twisted bittersweet kind of situation um she was pronounced dead the same morning as her mom's funeral so that was really rough especially for her you know, brothers and sisters, and you know them um in the south, and of course, none of us could go to either funeral because you know we're we're up here in New York, and you know nobody's going anywhere really, so you know could only yeah. offer our condolences to to the rest of them, and that was that was all we can do uh what about the rest of you
0: guys? um yeah, last may, I lost um My last two remaining grandparents, um, as a result of COVID, my grandmother, um, we had found out in March, she had come down with COVID. She was, uh, she had, um, Alzheimer's. She actually had lived with me for, like, two years, and then we finally were able to put her in a home, um, and, uh. It was very early on that COVID seemed to be kind of going through the home. Um, One of the aides or whatever brought it in, or they said it was like the mail, or it was, I don't know, it was weird. However, it got in, and she wound up getting it. She went to the hospital, and they sent her back. And when she got back, the in you know, I guess the doctor that works through the home did an examination and determined that she had a massive heart attack while she was at the hospital that they never told us about and she had a huge blood clot in her leg that they never told us about. And as a result of the heart attack, the heart just was like beat up so badly and uh she wound up going into hospice and she was in, you know, kind of, we thought it was it was going to be any time. And she kind of started picking back up. Uh, her birthday was at the end of April. And she went into hospice about maybe mid-April, by the time she was in the hospital and then sent back and all that stuff. By the end of April, it looked like she was doing better. They actually took her out of hospice. And she celebrated her 90th birthday. They sent us a picture with her and her ice cream because she loved ice cream and a crown and all that stuff. And then it was literally like a week after her birthday. She like started to decline very, very quickly. Um and uh she passed away uh mid May. Um and uh, you know, it it was she had actually beaten COVID. But because COVID caused the heart attack and the heart attack is what actually you know, the results of the heart attack is what actually killed her. So, um, and then the day she passed away, I found out my grandpa, who so this was my maternal grandmother that passed away, and my grandpa who's my paternal grandfather, uh, we found out that day that he got COVID. So he had fallen it at the end of March and broke his hip and had to have surgery and he was supposed to leave the hospital after surgery and he was going to go stay with my aunt and do rehab out of her house because it was just safer that way. And the man is just way too proud and didn't want to put my aunt out and all that stuff. And you know, didn't want my aunt to have to take him to the bathroom and stuff like that. He decided to stay in the hospital and do rehab through the hospital. And he wound up getting COVID. And it was like, we found out he was he got COVID when he was getting ready to leave. He was actually about to leave rehab and come home. And we found out he got COVID. And it was, like I said, mid-May. And it was around the time they started doing, like, the plasma treatments to the patients that didn't have... Um, any, um, like, you know, hardcore symptoms, like moderate symptoms. And, you know, plasma seemed to be helping those patients, but my grandfather already was dealing with um, congestive heart failure. So when they did the plasma, they actually overloaded his body. And he basically died as a result of overload from the plasma. Um, and you know, the congestive heart failure just got out of control and he was gone. Uh, he died on Memorial day. So that he died the 25th of May last year. So in about 10 days, I lost my last two remaining grandparents very, very quickly. Um, so it was, uh, a, a terrible month. And then, you know, at the same time I live with my mother who, It's very high risk. Um, She has like the rheumatoid arthritis. So she has the the low immune system and things like that from the autoimmune disease. And I was working in New York City. I had been working from home and my boss had decided that was it. We were going back into the city in June. And so I was freaking out about that. And so it it was like all kind of happened at once. but, you know, that was, and you know, really where I was affected personally um, from, from the pandemic. I knew other people that, like, my old supervisor from, like, my old job, her and her husband both went in. He passed away, and she was in the hospital for a month on oxygen. And she couldn't even go to his funeral because she was still in the hospital. But she, may, you know, she survived, and she was able to come home. But she couldn't even go to her husband's funeral. And with my grandma's funeral, that was at the time you could only allow allow 10 people at the funeral at a time. And it was only that my my uncle, her youngest son, lived in Florida and couldn't come up that I was even able to go to the funeral. Because if he and my aunt had come up, I wouldn't have been able to go. So, um... Yeah, and then with my grandpa, they allowed 25 people at the gravesite. but They only allowed, like, four people in the room at the funeral home at a time. So it sucked because neither of them got, like, the funerals that they deserved. I mean, my grandfather was a World War II vet um, and deserved all those honors, uh, you know, For being in the Navy, my grandmother, who was one of the founding people of uh, her church and was a member of the choir and all that stuff, couldn't have any of that. We never even got to have a funeral service. It was literally the um, funeral home to the gravesite. That was it. So it was a very uh, sad time.
1: Yeah, I... I was lucky. Nobody in my family was hospitalized with it. I think both me and my mom had very mild cases of it. Nobody else in the family had it. Nobody else got sick. Uh, it's one of the nice things about living in a very isolated community, I guess, in the country. Mm-hmm. You're you're not around a lot of people. Um, the worst thing that happened with for me was it kind of screwed up my school schedule and getting my licensing and all that stuff, but... Really about all it did for me I mean it other than not being able to leave my house but I'm an introvert I don't like to leave my house anyway so (laughs) yeah
0: Yeah. I mean you know that that it it's so funny because like I, I find myself to be like an introvert also like I prefer to stay home but I think it was you know I would wake up I would you know eat real quick and then sit on my bed in my room, open my laptop, work. And then like, I just never left my room and it like got to the point, like my anxiety started picking up like really bad. And, and it, I actually bashing myself. Like this is like, you always think like, Oh, I wish that I could just like lay at home and do nothing all day. You know, and, like, even though I was working, but it's, like, you know, you always, like, sometimes wish, or at least me, th- like, that you could just work from home and chill out and do whatever. And and then, like, we all got this chance to do it. And I was miserable. And I was just, like, oh, my God, like, I need to, c- I miss human interaction. <laughs> like, honestly, like, I I missed my friends, I think, more than anything. Like, but it's, like. I was, we were talking about today, like how, you know, last year in like April or May or whatever, how terrified I was even to go to the supermarket to pick up food. It was terrifying because you just, you didn't know. We didn't have a lot of information. And like I used to wear the gloves and the mask and like, you know, all that stuff. And then it was like, you know, obviously, as time went on, like, you know, things started to kind of relax. Like I didn't need the gloves anymore. I would just carry around like my antibacterial and, you know, stuff like that. And I wasn't as nervous going out in public. Obviously, when I was forced to go back into New York, you kind of learn to just go with it. Um. Though, I have to say, for a crazy city like New York, it was scary how empty it was manhattan was empty i've never seen it like that ever it was crazy and like i had to travel to different parts of the city for my job and like it was it was nuts how empty like the main avenues were Uh like that was that was creepy that was really really creepy how empty manhattan was like people know you know even if you've never been there like you hear like times square how crazy it is empty like that was that was an eerie eerie thing uh to say that you know i have to i have to say
1: yeah
2: yeah i kind of agree um like i didn't really i mean i was working from home cuz i have like a typical desk job Kind of a job so i was work so i've been working from home this entire time and um there were a couple occasions where i had to physically go back in the office so um first time was literally well okay funny story though what happened was when we did the official lockdown in new york the official lockdown started like um i think like around wednesday or thursday of that particular week, I think, was when de Blasio made that press conference announcement saying that we are asking that, like, you know, as many people as possible s- start staying at home, working from home, you know, unless you absolutely need to physically go out because of the nature of your job. So by coincidence earlier the same week actually um the boss uh of my company our president he actually had been thinking about it over the weekend based off of like you know the news you know up to that point and he was like you know what maybe we should have everybody working remotely um until this thing finally clears up So that Monday, he made the announcement saying, "Okay, we are going to implement a plan where we're where all you guys are going to work at home and avoid coming in. Now, obviously, our, you know, people like our office manager, she still has to come in like at least a couple of times a week to like get the mail and, you know, stuff like that. And mm-hmm. we also have a bookkeeper that usually comes in like a couple of times a month to do the bookkeeping, and she has to physically be in the office as well to do that stuff because there's a lot of paperwork involved. So but otherwise, like the rest of us, we were basically going to be working from home. So, um, later that night when I was like testing out, you know the you know the the system that we were using to uh, work remotely, I realized that I had my computer was like an old ass computer like I had you know it was like a workhorse really it it, I'd been using this thing for years and I realized that you know my computer is way too old to handle it's no longer compatible with like the software we have to use to do the remote so. Next day, I had to go back to the office to be like, hey, do you have a laptop that I can borrow? Otherwise, I need to go buy a laptop because I don't own one, actually. I've never owned a laptop. And by coincidence, they did have an extra laptop. It was actually supposed to be a laptop that we would be using for presentations and stuff in um, the conference room, but it hadn't been set up yet. It was like still in the box, actually. So they let me take the laptop and, you know, let me borrow it. And I still have yet to return it because um, the second time I went back into the office was actually for a stupid reason. What happened was somehow my office computer got disconnected, like got shut off. So I had to physically go in the office to turn it back on. And at that point, I was like, you know what? I already spent all this effort to go to the office. I may as well work there for a few hours and then go home and just stay working from home and then the very last time i've gone back was actually in july because um, by coincidence this is pure coincidence so the lockdown started in march the beginning of april was when we were supposed to move offices actually but because of the pandemic it got pushed off so what happened was um the moving day got shifted to july And what we had to do was, okay, well, we got a ton of stuff in this office to pack up, including our cubicles. So um, the office manager sent an email saying, okay, if you guys want to come to the office to pack up your own desk and everything, then you are free to come in and do it yourself, okay? Otherwise, we are going to have to do it for you. And I am a total pack rat, and I knew that... I did take home a lot of stuff, but I knew that I still had plenty of stuff at my desk. And I was like, you know, I am not going to force other people to clean up my crap <laughs> and pack up my crap. So I was like, you know what? Let me just go in the office, do that. And then, you know, from there, I'm going to be working from home again. So yeah, that was the last time I've been in the office. And yeah, I can confirm and agree with Sam that it was very weird and kind of spooky almost like how there are very few people at all uh in Manhattan at the time because I work in the financial district and usually there would be like so many people working in like different offices like especially like in the finance banking industry there would be like tons of people like you know, walking about near the Stock Exchange and Wall Street and stuff, which is, like, a few blocks away from where my office is, and it was weird. there was, like, nobody really around. hmm Like I said, it was
0: eerie how quiet New York was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, we were all scared. We were all the scared. The city
0: that never sleeps was sleeping. It was spook. It was... Sp- it it was
2: scary. I mean, it was scary at the time. Very scary. Yeah.
0: Well, that, and it was like, you know, for me, like, having to, you know, because my boss was just so wonderful. Um, You know, I had to travel not only just Manhattan, but to all the boroughs and all that stuff, and it's like, not only am I, you know, out during the pandemic, but New York was, like, you know, ground zero for the pandemic. You know, like, it was like the worst hit spot, and traveling around I mean I always made sure I was protected and stuff like that but it was scary like it was it was really scary it really was you know and and you just didn't know and it's what's funny is the day that I put in my two weeks notice for that job I actually wound up getting sent home because I was exposed um so, like, my second to last week, I spent basically home until I got my negative test back. So, it's like, <laughs> at least I got to work from home <laughs> my second to last week. But now like, the, the world as a, as a whole, like, I don't know, different countries, I don't, the, and I know there's a lot of political discussions in terms of COVID, which I hate because I feel like it shouldn't be a political platform. You know, when you're dealing with something that killed so many people and whatever. But, like, I'm just personally glad that I wasn't one of the people that had to make the decisions as to how to deal with this for, like, an entire country. Because you saw countries that shut down completely. You saw countries that didn't shut down at all. You saw, you know, like, us where it was kind of like a state-by-state basis. And honestly, I don't think anybody was right, you know, like that no matter what, like you had a second wave or a third wave, and uh you know it's just been a crazy time, but where I live, my state now, as of yesterday, is completely open. the mask mandate's gone, the um you know how many people can uh be a you know congregate that's all gone, so we're we're one hundred percent open. At this point, it's kind of scary. Um, And it's weird to like go to a place and not necessarily have to wear a mask. I kind of forgot what it looked like or felt like. (laughs) But sometimes I still wear it. It depends on the place, like how many people are around and if it's inside or outside. But if there's a lot of people and it's like inside, I'm still going to wear my mask just because, you know, it's almost like a, a security blanket. You know, I'm not there yet. And now I work in healthcare. Healthcare is the only healthcare, and I think schools are the only two things that the mandate isn't lifted for. So I still have to wear a mask at work.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. I
0: don't know. I know, like California is opening up. Uh, and I think in two weeks. Let's see
2: how that works.
0: I'm going there in two weeks too. So. Oh, you are. Yeah, I'm going for my cousin's wedding. Going to San Francisco.
2: Oh. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh you mentioned that um not on the show, but um yeah. I forgot about that.
0: Yeah.
2: I think you kind of mentioned yeah. in passing a while back, so that's why I forgot. Um
0: Yeah, it's been about a month since I planned it, so I mean, I'm excited to go cuz I've never been to San Francisco. Um So I am excited to to be there. Obviously, I'm going to be still very cautious. Um, but yeah, you know, I think yeah. I, I I just, you know, hope that people like remember this, you know, like, and and just remember boundaries, <laughs> remember hygiene, because I think that'll help keep the levels down, you know, like things eventually, yes, they have to open back up. Like we have to kind of get back into life you know, we can't stay in pandemic life forever. So, like, I'm okay with things opening. It's just as long as people don't take it as a, okay, I can just go and do whatever I want whenever I want and what, you know, like, I feel like people are going to just ignore what's happened the last year and a half almost and just kind of do whatever they want and then we're going to get swamped right back in and that's the last thing I want is to get another wave where everything shuts down again and like, we have to get over this hump and
2: yeah.
1: just go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Although, I think Ohio opened up. To be perfectly honest with you, I'm not real sure. I honestly, it, it just, didn't, it it drives me nuts. So, I've just kind of tuned it out, which is mm-hmm. horrible to say. But I'm just like, I can't. Because there's too many lies. There's too much controversy over it and I'm just like I'm done. I mean I've listened to both sides and I'm like I don't know who the hell to believe at this point.
0: Well and that's the problem like I hate that they've made it a political thing. You know what I mean? Like and that's on both sides. Like it shouldn't be a political thing. Like this should be one thing that at least in the United States that both sides of the aisle should agree on for God's sakes because this is about your people that you're you're serving.
1: will never what get is... the sides of the uh, aisle to agree on anything.
0: I, really I <laughs> one says the sky is blue, the other says it's purple. It's just how how the U.S. is. We don't want to get into what I think about politics. Yeah, but...
1: we're not going to get into that. But I'm just
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but I I understand what you're saying. Yeah, it's yeah. annoying
1: because I mean I've heard things from certain radio shows that my parents listen to and. Um, so I mean, it's not like I'm completely ignorant about it. I choose not to listen to a lot of it because i'm like uh-uh i'm not I'm not putting myself in that headspace because that headspace is just going to put me in a bad spot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I do listen to like my parents, we talk about it like at like the dinner table and whatever but so I mean, things that there's like things that have come out that I don't know if I necessarily believe it, but at the same time, I can't it's I don't necessarily don't believe it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I'm not getting into it because that's just not what this podcast is about. And people can make their own decisions on everything. It's just, I don't necessarily believe it, but I don't disbelieve it either. I I just, I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me if it did turn out to be true. I'll put it that way. Some of the things I've heard.
0: Yeah. Um, No, like, like, like I said, I think it's a good thing that we're, you know, opening up but uh you know i just don't want people to just jump in and be like okay yay like now everything's open and we could do whatever we want and you know blah blah blah." and it's like but americans as a whole we we have a very short mo- uh memory on a lot of things uh-huh. and uh i don't want this to be one of them
1: Wasn't about the only country that has not had a second or third wave of this, like New Zealand or something, because when it started, they like literally shut everything down and said, Mm -hmm. nobody's going anywhere.
0: Yep. Yeah. I think New Zealand's like one, like the only country that has been open for however long because they went months, like they didn't open up again until there was months before they had a case. Like, they literally made sure it was out of the country before they opened up again. Yeah. Yeah, I mean,
2: they did, like, basically they've said that uh, once they finish their lockdown, the only cases that they would get are literally foreigners or people that came from back from, like, another country that tested positive. Otherwise, actual... New Zealanders who have like been basically in the country the entire time and never left. None, no cases. So, yeah.
0: um, yeah, we should have followed their example for God's sakes. <laughs> New Zealand, yeah. show us your ways. I right. mean,
2: okay. Yeah. I mean, to be fair to them though, um, they are like a relatively small Island country, so it's extremely easy to convince everybody that look we are a freaking island there is nowhere to go so you know we are going to be in so much trouble if more people coming into our country you know is infected and starts spreading this all over the place so it's not hard to convince them to be like we need to do this for like the next like say three months and at the end of the three months we'll see what the numbers are and if the numbers are still not that great then you know let's do it another month. That kind of yeah,
0: thing. you know I, I almost wish like I think like the problem is and I know both we've talked about this before Americans are very arrogant and selfish, but if we had just shut down completely like and it's so funny because everyone's like oh remember when this was only supposed to be two weeks yeah it was gonna be two weeks if we shut down completely like they originally said like originally it was like oh you're gonna, we're gonna shut down. But we never really did shut down because you think about it, the fast food restaurants were still going, like the supermarkets were still going, like, you know what I mean? And like, granted, yes, people need food and, and stuff like that. But it was like suddenly like the essential worker, it it went from like it, certain things were essential, you know, like that shouldn't have been like target And granted, yes, some Targets have supermarkets, but people were going in not for supermarket shopping. Like they were just going into Target. So it's like, you know, I almost wish like what New Zealand did, if we had just shut down. And yeah, it would have been an inconvenience. But think about how much faster we could have actually gotten rid of this thing, because that would have definitely stopped the spread because no one would have gone out. And the economy could have jumped right back in very, very quickly. Yeah, um, you know, people wouldn't have been out of jobs for like now. We're kind of like digging, you know, th- we have this huge hole that we have to get out of because so many people lost their jobs. And then, you know, it's great like the country was trying to help people with, um, without jobs out with like the extra money for unemployment. But now no one wants to go back to work, so it's like now all these companies are suffering because they don't have people because they had to get rid of all their people and now they want to bring people back and no one wants to come back to work and it's like, it's just so crazy so it's almost like if we had just shut down for like you know, a couple of weeks a month or whatever and seen what happens and, you know, I think we would have been in better shape, but at the same time saying, oh, it's only going to be two weeks I think hurt like you know, because then everyone's like, well, you said two weeks and look at we're still here. We're still dealing with this or whatever. So it's like, they should have never put a timeline on it. <laughs> you know, yeah. like it should have been like, let's see what happens in two weeks. Let's see where we are in two weeks and then we'll reassess, you know, but it was like almost like a, a finality. Like it's, oh, it's going to be two weeks and, and then you'll be back to work. And it's like, you know, here we are June of 2021. And there's still companies that are still working from home.
1: Yeah. If we had done, if we had done what we were supposed to have done, I think, I don't think it would have gone on as long as it did, but Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Americans are nothing if not stubborn. (laughs) I I mean, and I say that as a proud American, I mean, I'm proud, I'm proud to live here. There's very few other places that I would really want to live, but visit, yes, there's Tons of countries I'd love to visit, but to actually move there and live there, there's very few. And it just has nothing to do with anything other than I like home. I'm a homebody. I like the familiar. But <laughs> <laughs> but I think if we had done what we were supposed to do and we didn't have so many people fighting it. Yeah. Fighting and saying, "Well, I'm not going to do that. It's ridiculous. Why should I have to do that? Why should I do this? Why? Why do we need to do this? Why? 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 You're taking away my my freedoms to do that. Well, yes, you're right. We are taking away your freedom for a little while, but it's going to save lives. Mm-hmm. Into
0: the bigger picture. Well, that's the whole thing. Is we're selfish as a people because it's like exactly. you're taking away my rights, but I don't care that I'm, you know, affecting other people. Right. <laughs> right
2: yeah pretty much i mean you know because like we all three of us are like born here and we've lived here our entire lives like we are under no illusions no illusions about how so many people in this country are like and we have seen it firsthand based off of like look at look how you know i mean for months the u.s is was like the number one Highest number of cases, highest number of infections, deaths, every, all across the, like, on so many metrics, the U.S. was, like, number one. That is not the yeah. number one any of us want to be No, honest.
0: no. no, no. <laughs> we like to be number one, like, at the Olympics, but not, like, the COVID Olympics. Yeah. You know, like...
1: Yeah, I mean, I I'd like, I'd like us to be on top for a lot of things, but that was not <laughs> that the was... list I wanted us to be on top of.
0: No. no. At all. No, it was sad, you know, it's, it's sad how many people lost their lives as a result of, you know, this this virus and, you know, people just downplaying it, you know, saying, well, it's like the flu, it's like this, it's like that. And it's like, but look at how many people in a year, in a year died yeah. as a result of this. And, you know, with the whole thing with like the masks and stuff like that, I'm going to miss it. I'm going to miss the masks, especially during winter in the cold. It covered my face. I think I'm still going to wear it, first of all, okay? The flu didn't exist. Colds weren't really as big of a thing this past winter, you know? True. It was because people kept their distance. They wore masks, and they were constantly washing their hands. And it's, I think, something that we need to keep, doing especially during those winter months when a lot of people tend to get sick and you know it's like you know back in you know years over the past years like whenever you would go you would see people of you know uh asian people come and come in and they would have like their masks on and you would always kind of be like well why i totally get it i get why there is a
2: method Yeah. You don't get sick. Yeah, I can I, yeah, I can, <laughs> I can I can con 100% confirm that. Um so I I mean th- this is related. So, um for those of you who have never like ever gone to any Asian countries before on vacation or whatever. Um last time I've been to Hong Kong was actually in 2011, but I I'd been there before in 2009 actually um the thing is is that when you are in many parts of asia like hong kong as an example when you walk around it is very common for you to see a lot of people wearing you know the blue surgical masks that we're all familiar with like it's very common you will see people wearing those kind of masks You'll see people wearing the fabric, reusable wash, you know, washable ones. I mean, it doesn't matter what what type of mask you're wearing, you will see plenty of people wearing it. Now, there's actually multiple reasons why people do it. One reason is because of, you know, whether they're trying to prevent themselves from getting sick or whether they are actually like having a cold and they're trying to be good citizens and not start spreading their germs all over the place like a germ factory. You know, that that's one reason, but another reason I should also point out is that in some parts of Asia there is an air pollution problem. Uh like I know sometimes in South Korea people will be wearing the face mask partially because um some because sometimes like sand uh from China crazily enough can actually blow Across the sea from China into parts of South Korea, which is why sometimes you'll see Koreans wearing masks for that reason as well as the whole germ thing so it's so so it's very common to see people like I mean you could easily see like half or a third of the people walking around on the street in any any major city wearing face masks of some type and I definitely remembered when I was taking the subway like I would see your typical you know, trash cans. were like, okay, this is the recycling can. This is the regular garbage can. And sometimes I will see a third can, which is labeled biohazard, because that is the can you throw out your face masks. And if you're wearing, uh, you know, gloves, you can throw them out in there. Like I would see them like in many subway stops. It was very common. I mean, I haven't been to Seoul or Tokyo or anywhere else like that yet. Um, I never went, I never took the subway system or anything in Beijing. So I don't know how that was like, but yeah, very common over there. So, and, you know, especially because of, you know, immigration into the U.S., some Asian people brought with them this habit of like wearing the face mask, especially when you are going on public transportation. Where you will be surrounded by hundreds, if not thousands, of people at any given time while you're traveling. So, yeah. There you go.
0: Yeah, I mean, it makes sense, man.
2: Yeah. The cra- yeah. The crazy part, though, was like after that last trip to Hong Kong, I was actually thinking about, huh. It would be great for me to get one of these things and like wear it during cold and flu season and like i said this was like back in 2011 i was already thinking about this but problem was was that i had no idea where to buy these things other than you i mean like well the surgical mask you probably you you can find them in like any you know uh pharmacy pharmacy or but but i was interested in like those uh reusable ones Because I noticed that, you know, there were people wearing the reusable ones that had, like, really cool designs and things like that. I was like, ooh, this is kind of fun to wear. Like, I don't know, like a striped one or whatever. But, you know, I didn't know where to buy those things because they didn't really exist here. Well, now they do.
0: Yep. Yeah. Definitely exist now. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you can pretty much find them everywhere.
0: But what's crazy is that there's still parts of the world that are still, like dealing with like right high amounts of people getting sick and were dying India is like, one of them in, i think India's in a lot of I
1: I do remember reading that India was having a a very large resurgence of it especially in the rural their more rural areas where they have a, a very high poor population
2: yeah. yeah like they were saying that a part of this new wave of infection was because, um, earlier in the year, um, they had, um, they had, like, the, uh, prime minister political campaign, uh, rallies and things like that that were, like, very public. Um, and then they also had that festival that happened, where like very few people were wearing masks and mask wearing is just not generally a very common thing in India, unlike in East Asia. Like I was like explaining earlier about how like, you know, places like Hong Kong, China, uh, South Korea, even Japan, like there is a custom, I guess you could call it, of wearing face masks, partially because of the whole germophobia thing. But also, like I was saying before, there is, like, an air pollution factor to take into consideration, which is why some people over there wear the mask. But, yeah, in India, from my understanding, they don't really have, like, a local habit, custom, what have you, of wearing it. So that's probably why, like, people very easily ignored it or weren't very adherent to it. And then, you know, now you have this huge disaster happening. So, yeah. Um, we're all vaccinated, right? Yes. Yep. I think I, I'm probably, out of the three of us, I'm probably the one who was the last one. Um, I think so. Yeah.
0: yeah I, I got my first shot in January. Yeah. My second shot in February. I got the Moderna. Lucky you. Yeah, I took, I got the Pfizer,
1: Uh, I got the uh, Johnson and Johnson
0: before they pulled it. Yeah, if you haven't yet and you are eligible, do your part and get vaccinated.
2: Thanks for listening, everyone. Catch us next time
0: and see what we're going to talk about
1: because the three fates decide.